Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you so much for for joining us. My next guest is going to help us learn about some different types of items. She's a veteran entrepreneur of 14 years, and her name is Carrie Kathleen Heaps. And she's going to help us learn about leveraging your publicity to close more deals. She has some uh, books on uh, this called uh, Bodies Don't Lie, Body Language Basics, and the significance of color in wardrobe and the psychology behind it, something called the network game, making networking work for your business, and follow-up tips for success. She's the founder of Book, Speak, Repeat. Book, Speak, Repeat, a speaker submission service that helps new and seasoned speakers through the difficult maze of finding and applying for speaking engagements. So, Carrie, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to the show. Bill, thank you so much for having me today. It's such an honor to be here. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's our pleasure. You know, you're bringing some interesting information to us. A lot of our listeners are professional advisors and business owners who uh, often find themselves in situations where they would like to network or promote or speak. So tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you started a book, Speak, Repeat. Well, I have a pretty varied background. I've been an entrepreneur for 14 years, and I started out actually going back into the modeling and pageant industry when I first started out. That was my intent. But as we all know, as entrepreneurs, it's never a straight line. I was asked a lot to start networking events and and start different chapters in different areas and you know, help build up networking chapters for different organizations. And so much work went into that. I said, you know, while I'm building up my business, I think I'm going to start doing this because a lot of work goes into it. I might as well get myself paid to do it. And, you know, my pageantry and and all of the things that I really like to do, uh, working with people kind of went on the back burner for many years. And I started doing trade shows and networking events. And that kind of bloomed into people asking me to help them with their sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until, you know, a few years ago that I actually made some drastic changes in my business after a personal incident that happened to me. And I got back into speaking, you know, because when I first started my business, I did a lot of speaking and I got away from that for several years. So I just recently got back into it a couple of years ago. And what prompted me to start uh, Book, Speak, Repeat is we were already helping business owners get more media coverage for their business and how to use that to leverage it to close more sales. 
And going through the speaking process, and anybody who is in the industry knows what I'm talking about, there's just there's a lot of work that's involved, um, finding speaking engagements, going through the application process, doing follow-up, and then just, you know, once you get booked, you know, being on that speaker's calendar and what you have to do. And I thought to myself, you know, I have a process. I've done a lot of research. I have a good database. And I thought I might as well help other speakers do this because I know it's a pain point for a lot of people. And I wanted to be able to help with that. So here we are, you know, 14 years later, and I, you know, have this organization where I help people get more media exposure and get more speaking engagements. You're absolutely right, Carrie. It is, uh, as someone who, who speaks myself, I know it's the hardest part is, you know, finding the gig. You know, you, you call me with a speaking gig, I'm ready. <laughs> that part's easy. I'm ready to go. But it's right. that finding that. And so I notice. okay, so you, the title of your company is very intentional. Uh, book, speak, repeat. It's it's in that order for a good reason. <laughs> so, so when someone exactly. wants to get started in the speaking industry, what advice would you offer if they're getting started? Well, a couple of things. Um, we do consults all the time with different speakers, you know, some that are beginners or intermediate, you know, they've been speaking a few years, and then we have some that we work with that have been in the industry for many, many years. And first and foremost, what I tell everybody is I have people that will come to me and tell me, I want to be a speaker. I'm like, okay, great. What do you want to talk about? And then they kind of draw a blank. Well, that's the first thing you need to do. You've got to have a topic a good topic, you need to come up, sit down and write, take out a sheet of paper, write down what your topic is, and then write up a little summary, you know, like a short paragraph of what that topic is about, you know, what makes you so passionate about it, what it is that you're going to learn by introducing this topic, what you can teach other people. And then you want to take that and you want to come up with anywhere from three to five takeaways. So if I signed up for your speaking engagement, Bill, what are five things that when I'm done listening to you, I am going to be able to say, hey, now I know how to, and you just kind of fill in the blank. So you always mm -hmm. want to have a topic, a summary, and three to five takeaways. I have some speakers who come to me, they have 20 different topics. And I'm like, look, that's way too many. Narrow it down to three, the three that you are the best at. So that is first and foremost, you have to have that. And the reason you want it in that format is because so many meeting planners now utilize what's called a call for speakers which is a form that you have to fill out with all your contact information, and they want the exact same thing. They want to know the topic of your, your workshop or training or breakout session or keynote, and they want a description of it. Then they want three to five takeaways. And these are things that they, they ask for those for a reason. You know, if they do choose you to speak, they're going to pull those and, and put that in their marketing material. But you need to have that from the get-go. The other thing that you really need to do is, you know, you need to create a plan of how you're going to attack this. So if you're a brand new speaker and you're bootstrapping it, maybe working with a submission process or a submission service or a speaker's brew is not the best thing for you. So you might want to start doing it on your own. So you need to figure out how much time per week you're going to spend with that because it can be very time consuming. Figure out what type of events you want to talk to. What audiences do you want to get in front of? Are you willing to be a paid speaker? Are you willing to do unpaid as well? So you have to kind of figure out a good game plan of how you're going to approach that. So once you kind of have all of that going, you kind of get going and, and then you just have to start searching. And there's several different ways you can do that. Events in America is a great site for people who are looking for events that are coming up 
in the coming years. Typically in the speaking industry, we find for trade shows and associations, they're booking now for summertime of next year. So you have to start, you got to start early. You know, you have, your efforts, the seeds that you're planting now are going to bloom later on. You know, you start to see results from that. It's, it's a process. And it's just, that would be the other thing I would say is to tell speakers, really, there's a process there. You got to trust the process and you got to work it consistently. Terrific. Well, those are, those are some great tips. So, you know, get ready, have a plan of attack and know where to look and plan, plan well ahead. Uh, great, great tips. Um, now getting back to to the, the, um, the company name, Book, Speak, Repeat. So how important is it to have that book before you hit the speaking trail? Having a book is key. I have so many speakers that we work with that are so adamant on having a speaker's reel, you know, two-minute video of them showcasing their speaking. And I have to tell you, with all of the submissions that we do, probably 50% of the time we're asked for a video of the speaker. You know what the number one thing that they ask for? Are they a published author? And if so, I want to link to where I can find their book. So mm-hmm. actually having a book, I can't even express how important it is. You know, even if you just did a short book, a, a mini book, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, I've published a couple of those. A good friend of mine, Alicia Nicole Waters, uh, helped me through that process. She has a, a great program for that. And it's something that you can do rather quickly. People think that it's kind of a huge undertaking. And even if you just have a mini book, something that you can give them, something that they can read and just have a different aspect of what your message is about. It actually kind of ties in in a different way about the book, but it it is very, very important. We get asked that question on just about every submission we fill out for speakers. When you see people speaking on TV, they almost always, if not always, have a book. You know, when you watch the talk shows, they have a book or a movie that they're promoting. Nobody comes on just to talk hardly anymore. Right. And and it seems, you know, it seems a little ironic because you would think, well, I want to go speak. And, and you know, a book is the a written word. It's not, a, a you know, me communicating verbally. But it is very important. And I think that they, you know, a lot of meeting planners really want speakers who are well-rounded, you know, meaning that they're, you know, they have a message to share, but they can share it in different ways. And it's also an opportunity for a meeting planner if they see that you have a book that, okay, great, they can go and look at that over the weekend or they can, you know, order a copy and just read it at their leisure or flip through it. So it's just a way for them to communicate their message, you know, get their get your message in a different way. But it is very important. We get that question a lot. And it does hurt people when they don't have a book. Great. Thank you very much. So let me ask you a question. What type of events are out there that pay speakers or, or should it, should speakers plan on speaking for free? Well, you know, there's tons of events out there, and it's a consistent cycle. Um, You know, we had someone who asked us the other day, they said, oh, this must be your slow time of year. I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) I need extra help right now. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. so it's it's consistent. It's year-round. There's always companies and trade shows and associations that are looking for speakers. You know, anymore, it's very hard to tell until they're interested in you Sometimes they disclose up front whether they pay or not, and you have to kind of make that decision if you're willing to speak for free. So a lot of times you don't really know what their budget is or or what they're willing to pay or what they can pay until after they express interest in you. So again, it's, it's a lot of applying. I would equate it to almost like 
you're consistently filling out employment applications because every organization's different. I have associations and trade shows that, you know, they've come back to our speakers and they have as low as $500 that they will pay for a workshop. And I have some that are, you know, for a keynote, they're paying anywhere from seven to $10,000. On the private side to, you know, do a training to come into a private company or work a private event. For example, maybe something like T. Rowe Price is looking for a speaker to come in to, you know, talk at their annual company meeting. So you're just talking to their employees. They typically do pay on the higher side, not to say that they don't negotiate because they all do, but they do tend to have more of a budget rather than the associations and the trade shows and the smaller shows that you see out there that, you know, might not be able to pay anything at all, or they can just cover travel. So it really, it just depends. It's not something that's clear cut because every single organization has a different process. Yeah, absolutely. makes a lot of sense. I mean, I I think it's important to be savvy about that. And when someone asks you uh, what what you charge, you know, you might, you know, you probably have a great tip for that. You might want to turn that back around on them and say, well, what's your budget? Because you might be surprised, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I've had people come back to me and say, oh, you know, I've booked an engagement and I was paid $10,000 and they named the the organization. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, I kind of know that those people don't pay. Uh, that amount. So, you know, every every one of them is different. And it's really, it's just one of those things that you have to apply. And sometimes they'll come back and it might be an opportunity for you as a as a speaker that, hey, maybe they're not paying me what I want, but I'll be able to get in front of 150 business owners that if I can close 10 of them to be clients, you know, after the fact, then it's well worth my time. So, Each person has to individually sit down and figure out, you know, will this be worth my time? Is this something that I can do? Am I going to lose money on it? Is it something that I want to do? And again, that all goes back to the beginning part of it. You have to kind of figure out what exactly is your goal with speaking. My goal, because I speak as well, and it's just, it's really a sideline for me. I love doing it, but I have other things going on. So if somebody needs to negotiate with me, I'm always open to doing that, but I have my limits too. But it really just depends on the speaker and what their situation is. Great. I'm, I'm talking with Carrie Kathleen Heaps of Book Speak Repeat. We're talking about different strategies for uh, finding and speaking at different types of, of venues and events. Carrie, what are some of the big mistakes you see speakers make that could cost uh, cost them a speaking gig? A couple of things. The biggest one is is they're not promoting themselves enough. And that's two different ways. First Hmm. way, meaning you need to, even if you work with a speaker's brew, you still need to do submissions on your own. Now, if you have someone internally that can help you with that, like an assistant or an intern, and you trust them and you know that they have the life experience to find speaking gigs for you and apply, then definitely have them do it. You know, try to dedicate five hours a week to that. You know, you should be able to get, you know, at least 10 submissions out of that, even if you're slow doing it. So, um, you know, definitely promote yourself, you know, still apply on your own, even though you have other people that are helping you. Never put all your eggs in one basket. The flip side of that is that I don't see them getting interviewed as much. You know, I see a lot of speakers who will turn down opportunities. They'll turn down a podcast or they'll turn down writing an article for a blog. And where this can really hurt you 
and where it can help you is, it, is if you don't have any kind of media exposure that, you know, could be affiliated with a particular event. And I'll give you a great example. This year, I spoke at the WWETT, the Wastewater and Environmental Treatment Show. It's the largest show in the wastewater industry. 30,000 people go to that show. When I mm. applied, I actually applied to speak on body language. And I did not, that was one of the ones that asked me if I, you know, for a link for video, uh, like a video link of me speaking, which I, I don't have one. So what I did is I inserted, I had been asked several, I don't know, maybe two years ago to be on a contractor's show. It was a radio program for plumbers, electricians, and he, this person heard me on another podcast, so I was happy to do it. And the reason I, I sent that one is because it, we talked about a lot of things that were similar to audience engagement that would be going on at this show. So I just said, here's a show that I did on the contractor's radio program. I think you'll really enjoy it. I talk about being the daughter of a contractor because my father was an electrician. And they came back to me and they said, we only, you know, we only want two people on the women's track. I want you, but I want you to do succeeding in a male-dominated industry. Would you be up for doing that? So it was kind of a motivational speech. Mm -hmm. So, of course, mm -hmm. I jumped at it. It was my first time doing that. But that is actually what closed the deal for the meeting planner. She listened to the show. She listened because I and I knew she did because I didn't mention I was the daughter of a contractor. She heard from the show. So they do listen to your media interviews and it tied in. And I thought when I did the, this particular program, most people would turn it down thinking, well, I'll never get anything out of that. Well, not only did I get to speak this year, I'm, I've been invited back to go back next year. Um, and I've been, you know, making contacts with other meeting planners because it is such a big show that Informa puts on. So you never know where those opportunities are going to come from. So I find that, you know, they'll get something in and, and they're like, oh, that doesn't really seem like it would be a mm -hmm. good thing. Right. You need right. to show up right. everywhere. And so that's yep. something that I see a lot of them. It can cost you a speaking engagement, and it shouldn't. That's great advice in life in general is don't, don't pre-assume what's going to happen once you get there. You, you just never know uh, what might happen with an opportunity. So, right? so, so what I've heard you say mm -hmm. so far is get ready, have a plan of attack, and, and uh, show up, right? <laughs> show up and, show and, up. and exactly. take, take them as they come. It's great advice, Carrie, and uh, we've only got about another minute left, so I want to give you a chance to tell our listeners how best to find out more about what you do at Book Speak Repeat. Okay, great. I would just say go directly to the website, bookspeakrepeat.com. And that's spelled just like it sounds, bookspeakrepeat.com. We have on there a form you can fill out for a free consultation. Once you fill that out, um, my office will set that up and you'll actually have a consultation with me. If I can't help you, I at least want to be able to give you some tips to help you where you can work independently. So I'd love to have a conversation with anyone. It's terrific. It's great information. Listeners, give me 10 minutes to get there first, will you please? Because I really need help with this type of topic. <laughs> Carrie, you've been, you've been a, real, a real delight to talk with this morning. I really have appreciated uh, your professional insight and, and uh, great, great takeaways uh, ourselves. So thank you so much for joining me, and uh, I look forward to talking with you again sometime in the future. Thank you, Bill, and thank you so much for everything that you do for entrepreneurs everywhere. We just love the show. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.